0: In the second hour, we have been over here chopping it up, chopping it up, uh, with the one and only Mr. Terrence Heights Jr. E M B A. I just again, I love saying that. I' not be like, okay, you doing too much? <laughs> no, I don't care. no, it's fine. It's it's okay because I'm excited that you are an right, EMB. Right. I just like put you know it's just a right. little, little sauce on the extra on the on the NBA. Uh, you know, right, right. it's a little sauce. Ain't never wrong right. with a little, little sauce, right? Right,
1: right.
0: Uh, and I love it because it's an opportunity for us to be able to again hear you. You have a wealth of information. Mm. You're asking, I'm asking good questions, but you're giving good answers. Okay, thank you. Thank I just you know I just want to put that out there that you are giving good answers and it's relevant information. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you have you guys are being uh, smart about it and you are. Uh, making sure that you are taking notes and uh, got your little pen and paper out and um, getting the information that this guy is setting up because he's been dropping gems. Definitely stuff that we're going to have conversations about after after the show. Yes, Boom. Yes. Okay. And uh, I feel like you would be remiss if you're a business owner, if you're thinking about becoming a business owner and you want to get out there, this is the man you should be listening to. Um, now, uh, we're going to do it again at the end of the... At the end of the show, but go ahead. Well, while we're, since we're here, go ahead and tell us where they can find you real quick, and we're gonna do it again later.
2: But you know, absolutely. So you can find me on all social media platforms at Terrence Height Jr. Uh, and then my company is uh, one of the companies is at the Height Effect.
0: Did y'all hear him? He said one of the companies. Right, okay. Right. No. What
2: else? <laughs> and, and so the other company I kind of speak to this too is we segmented because we realize okay we can't serve uh, these solopreneurs that I mentioned or these these you know full time individuals and serve big enterprises Mm -hmm. the exact same way so that was the you know part of when we came together and created the business and brand uh, which is our larger company and that's what housed those 13 employees and that's what we deal with businesses at the enterprise level so you're talking about um, you know these are six-figure seven-figure clients at that level so that, that's the only reason I'm not mentioning that now. I will it's at the business and brand if you want to contact us or so thebusinessofbrand.com. So if you work at one of these companies, uh, your membership organization or physician practice, reach out to us. But uh, if you know, if you're an individual and you're an entrepreneur, reach out to me at the height effect.
0: The height effect, and I love that name. I feel like it it, it speaks of being amplified and elevated and enhanced mm-hmm. uh, right. as a business. Right. Um, and you're like, wow, you know, and you feel taller. Right. You're like, okay, right. Mm-hmm. Right, height, right? Even though it's not spelled hi, you know, but, right? You know, right. like height as in height, right. but right. It's it, it still, I, I feel like, um, so tell us, that since mm-hmm. we're talking about names, tell us about the importance of a name. So let's right. talk about branding a little bit and tell us yes. why that is important.
2: Right, right. So names are important because, you know, you, you have to, it has to resonate with your audience. You don't want something super complicated. And then you don't want something that you can't fit on a business card or in an email domain. So you have oh, www so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so, you know, and even with us, com. That's kind of long, but people usually get that one. So you want something that's going to be simple and easy to you know to remember. The second part is you can't get too attached to it because what if it comes a time that somebody says, hey, we'll pay you X amount for your company, or you know those types of things, and then they say, but we want to change the name, we still want you involved, or, we want to partner, we need to change the name, something like that. So those are the things you have to look at. But then most importantly, at the very very beginning, you should be working with an attorney. I always say from the beginning, before you get anybody, get an attorney, get an attorney, get an attorney. Okay. Uh, and and but that attorney, you know, would help you do the name search when you're setting up the company. A lot of people don't even just do a simple Google search. They just say, well, I don't. I don't never heard this name of a company before, so I'm gonna create it. And then you get, you know, build this big business, and then in 10 years you get sued. A lot of these big companies will sit back and watch you grow just to sue Ooh. you when you get big.
0: Ooh, pop some you, tears. Right, you know, right? I'm yeah. gonna lay it out in the floor, like, nah, right, God, right, Jesus, right, no, no deal. No.
2: Uh oh. You
0: know, yeah, you, I'm you, gonna be dramatic too. Up uh,
2: <laughs> Just, yeah, this makes Just make sure you do the research on the name, and then, you know, you don't necessarily get too attached to the name, I wouldn't say.
0: Okay, now uh, that's a great thing, talking about attachment, because I knew mm-hmm. um, an actual songwriter who. Uh, wrote amazing songs mm-hmm. and I was like, Hey, you know, so and so will be great for that song. Like sure, you know, let's let's find a way to submit it. Like and right. I didn't even know how to do it, but I was like, I'll find a way to to get in contact. We're gonna find they're right. like, No, nah, I'm saving this for myself because mm-hmm. I'm gonna use this to So tell us right. why tell us the pros and cons of why that mindset might not mm-hmm. work for us long term in business.
2: Right. So you have to look for business for what it is, and it's just, it's business. These are transactions at the end of the day, and, and you have to remove yourself from it and realize, don't get so consumed in the profit, in the, the, the capital, in capitalism in and of itself. I mean, we're in a country where you can make as much money as you absolutely want mm-hmm. to, and a lot of people get so focused on that that they forget why they started. At the very, very beginning when we tell entrepreneurs, why are you starting? Set up your mission and your vision. Your mission is what you're doing for, what you, you're trying to do, and then the vision, that's that long-term, what you're ultimately trying to be and where you're trying to go. And as long as you're grounded in those things, I think that's what's going to keep you—you know—going to keep your uh, your mindset correct. Uh,
0: Now, your mission and your vision. Mm So when we're drafting our mission and vision statements. How do we start? Where yeah. do we start? Do we just say this is who we are? Here's what we do. Do we right. expand? Do we get some fancy you know person paying them three thousand dollars to write a mission and vision for us?
2: Right. right. So for everybody, since you all are watching out here, what I'm gonna do is I will post. Uh, we have a free mission division worksheet. A nice. Worksheet okay, I'm a
0: I'm a partay. Right. Okay. Right. So we, I will post that yeah.
2: and make sure I tag you in and everything, and then put on our website. We have other free resources out there too on our website, theheighteffect.com. H-I-G-H-T. Um, and effect so like high, EFF, with a right, right. Mm-hmm, EFFECT, mm-hmm. hypeffect.com. Um, but, but what I would say, I mean, you can start off with a simple Google search on how to create a mission statement, how to create a vision statement. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of people don't go through that process, don't go through that exercise. That's not to say your business won't ever grow, not to say, you know, it's going to veer you off. But again, if you're not driving towards that end goal, that, that vision where mm-hmm. you're trying to go and stay in alignment with your mission, to, the, to why you're doing it, then you're going to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And your business, your identity of your business, the brand identity, is going to be skewed because you're going to be doing so many things for so many people and you're not going to be focused on that main vision of your company and mission.
0: Okay, that makes total sense. Uh, now, moving on, like transitioning mm-hmm. into phases of business. Mm-hmm. So, again, I've been selling fish plates. We're going to get back right. to that same dingy right, fish plate. Right, right. I've been selling fish plates since 97. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally decided I'm about to take it out of my, out my kitchen and I'm, I'm going to a commercial space. Right. And I'm just giving, giving you a little business scenario. So I'm okay, going to a okay. commercial space because I didn't saved up $10,000 and I feel like that $10,000 is going to last me five years. We know mm-hmm. it's not. <laughs> right? But I, I'm like, girl, I have made $10,000. I'm right. about to, you know, right. do it. So what would you tell me, you know, uh, Fish Fry and fanny, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. go move it into the commercial space and sell her fish plates on a major level? Because we mm-hmm. see entities like Slutty Vegan. We see entities like, uh, right. see entities like uh, just any of the, the brands that have taken off in the past few years. So like mm-hmm. um, the Crayon Case. You know things like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. How do and and everybody feels like I could be the next one? Right, Right. I could be (laughs) the next two percent. Just give me some crayons or some makeup or a Mm -hmm. fish plate, and my fish plate is going to be different than others. Because again, we've seen Adarius Cooks Mm -hmm. open up Mm -hmm. three restaurants; they was running them simultaneously at one point. So, what what are realistic expectations? What Mm -hmm. are unrealistic expectations in the in that scenario specifically?
2: I think it's really going to depend on historically. So, you know, for previous years, leading up to that 10 years, were you really making, uh, you know, how much money were you making? And were you, you know, did you have the processes in place to actually have, you know, that foundation for a, a legitimate company that can grow? A lot of people don't even have the process in place. The second piece is having that strategy, so you need to know at some point, hey, in a few years, I want to get out of here. And this is the thing, I heard this from mentors of ours who are venture capitalists or just organizations that speak with us. They're like, the reason a lot of you know companies say, or the, I guess the thing that they're holding against a lot of minority-owned companies is that they don't have any type of strategy. They have no type of plan. They're just out here selling stuff. So why we give we invest our dollars into these companies if they don't know where they're going and what they're going to do and how we're going to make our money back? Mm-hmm. So those are just the types of things we have to be realistic. And look the camera when I say it. We have to be realistic with what we're dealing with and what we're facing. I promise, I've been seeing it for 11 years. We have to be realistic. So I'm saying the more prepared you can be, the by of time you get to that point of ready to take that business out of that kitchen and turn it into that organization, you will have the resources. You will have done the operational research. You'll know your costs, know where to find the different resources, have the network to be able to say, hey, I'm ready to do this. And then those individuals can come in and then help you take your business to that next level.
0: Okay, that, mm-hmm. that makes total sense. So let's just say I have two good years and gotcha. I, I gross, um, you know, 100K, mm-hmm, which
2: mm-hmm.
0: is me and three employees. Right. And we're rolling. I'm right. like, I can, I can pay a reasonable salary. I got, you know, a little nest egg in the bank. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm feeling good about life. And then there's a fire. Mm-hmm. What happens next?
2: So the first thing, I hope you have business insurance. That's that the first so. thing. I hope so. All businesses should have insurance. I um, mean, it's extremely affordable, it's extremely affordable. Um, you know, talking $400 or less a year, depending on the type of insurance you have. Um, but the other part is that, you know, you're really going to have to, that's a hard one. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it it does happen. Because, like, do you, sometimes and, just, do you pivot and start over? Right, do right. you
0: um, start a new business?
2: Right. Do
1: you
0: just go and retire? Because I've right. been selling these fish plates since 97 now. So, right, right. you know, there's a lot going on. How do I feel about this? What, what should I do?
2: Right. And it's kind of like, you know, again, do you have the resources um, to be able to give you or, or supplement uh, the, the the money, uh, you know, to, to help you reopen that business? If you have insurance, they'd be able to pay for some things. You'd be able to get things rolling back pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have stuff documented, you know, online, you have your processes in place again, it would be a little bit easier to get things up and running a lot faster. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are unfortunate things that happen, you know, fires right. and things like that. You know, pandemics. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna say because COVID of, happened for right, a lot of businesses right, 40%, and we're floundering. Mm-hmm. Over forty percent of black. Oh go ahead, go ahead. No,
0: we're floundering and I was just gonna say mm-hmm. we're floundering in regards to like being able to get access and resources and help. Yes. And then it's it's this pot of money that we that they say that we have access mm-hmm. to when I say they, I mean the government mm-hmm. says that we have access to however right it's still a very few quite few, right. a very small number of us that are actually getting the money
2: less than two percent got the pee- and then they're
0: watching them like hawks like you right. gave me ten billion dollars instead of ten thousand or a thousand dollars and then you about to take me to jail over over a g
3: crazy yep Sir, so what yep yep
0: i you know it's one of those things where I'm, i got a little attitude but mm-hmm. you know i'm trying to work through it you know reconcile between me and the lord but mm-hmm. uh so in those in these instances again a pandemic hit Everybody, mm-hmm. whether whether it you're did. still maintaining or not, it hit everyone. Right, right. Um, and there was a lot of businesses that was already grossing an additional four million dollars, four hundred million dollars in addition to what their already bottom line was, and they mm-hmm. still took money like they wasn't going to get it. Right. So, how do we reconcile within ourselves mm-hmm. on how to move forward? Like, should you give up? Should you? And I know mm-hmm. a part of it is like your personal drive about right. wanting to continue. However, right. there are instances where you're like okay, I could use this $20,000 to restart, or Mm -hmm. I could use it to recoup and just, like, pay for business losses. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. what do you how do you how would you navigate mm-hmm. personally and then how would you advise someone else
2: All right so for me personally it's always been hey entrepreneurship is what it is from the beginning my um you know mentors telling me this is a 10 20 year journey don't think you're just gonna like you always say put glue on the back of piece of paper and boom you got the, the post-it note <laughs> now you got a big business <laughs> like it doesn't work Silly like rabbit. that right and a lot of people think it works like that and i realize it's going to take you three four five ten years you know, to really get something up and going and off the road. So for me, it's be a matter of starting over, um, regardless of why. You know, started so many businesses and now. You know, here the third, the fourth, and oh, sorry, third and fourth ones are the ones that have sustained now three and four years after failing. And I don't say failing, but those businesses not succeeding and then becoming lessons for me to be able to propel and prepare these businesses. And I would say to the individuals, you know, it's a personal opinion. Do you mm-hmm. feel like you have the drive to come back in and, and do this thing again? Because business is hard, regardless of what the situation is. Um, and but. The more times you do business, though, the success rate does increase. Statistically speaking, it does increase the more businesses you open.
0: Mm. Now, for because some people they're just in the business of starting businesses, so that can also be a thing too. And I don't Mm -hmm. think people realize that Mm -hmm. because family and friends will tell you, "Hey, you've done this already, Mm -hmm. or that one didn't succeed, or that one didn't do what you thought it was going to do." So you should just go and sit down, baby. It's all right. Grandma come and pat you on the on the hand real nice, Mm -hmm. sweetie, honey. So how do you recover from something like that where Mm -hmm. you're the only person that believes in you? Right. Can I break some water? No, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, you're about to to drop some gems because it's like you're the only person that believes in you currently until you find your other group of people. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, again coming to Georgia, I found a section of my people that I did not know existed. Right. They were my people because they buy into my vision, they understand and see my light. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, Jessica is, is pretty extraordinary, so right. I'm gonna uh, be passionate about the things she's passionate about. And not that I didn't have that in California, mm-hmm. but I found a whole new tribe mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. existing here in a whole nother state that is not my homeland. Right. So right. how right. do you navigate in, in that when right. your tribe, you haven't found your tribe
2: yet? Right. I think the first thing is, is one, having that that foundation of okay again this is why I'm doing it I know my why like I said mine is my family and my children I, I want to be able to leave them something I can't leave them that 9 to 5 but I can leave them these businesses and the assets of the business That's the first thing but the second part is you can't listen to friends and family Oftentimes they'll tell you they'll tell you the truth and some will most of them won't. It's just what it is because they have that relationship with you versus a complete stranger out there in the market. They're going to tell you the truth from your product Something Like, right?
0: this sucks. This is terrible. Right, they will. The eye fell out. I don't want this. Right, this right.
2: This is terrible. <laughs> right, but the other thing, too, as an entrepreneur, understand it is a lonely and it is a a, a, a long journey. And, and But be realistic that knowing that less than 16%, right at 16% of the United States population is actually entrepreneurs. So you're talking about, again, you know, out of 10 people, 16%, right? So...
0: Right. And so social media or the and media advertises mm-hmm. as like everybody's an entrepreneur. Right, and right.
2: that's just not the truth. It's, it's not. You think out of ten people, barely two are entrepreneurs? <laughs> and every ten people. I mean that, that's what you you know. So I say that to say that's why you're gonna hear so many people deterring you from it, deterring you from it. But then I just encourage you for these people who are saying these things, you know, kinda of look at the situation I ask them, you know, well, who do you work for? They're like, typically gonna work for some entrepreneur, some company that was started for an entrepreneur at some point. It's just that most don't have the long-term vision, and that's fine. There are a lot of people that don't want to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be that entrepreneur, you know you just have to block that negativity out, or those those types of things. Stay around like-minded people because yes. in our circles we're talking about this and we're talking oh, about growth and we're making time, it happen. To, Absolutely. To the point of exhaustion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a ton of entrepreneurs out here, um, and it may take a long time, and people might see it, but you know, I mean, people you know want to see it quick and fast. But as long as you again have that long-term end um, end goal in mind, I think you know you're going to be good.
0: Okay, now tell me uh, about one of your, you know, eye-opening <laughs> moments when you when you realized you had found a portion of your tribe.
2: I would say when I graduated. Uh, undergrad. So my whole thing was, again, being an attorney. I'm going to be a you know, music attorney. That's what I focus on. Uh, mm. And a lot of my friends end up going to law school like the year before me, some of the upclassmen did, and they start having conversations with me. And then they, I started to realize, wait a second, I don't want to be an attorney. And they start telling me, <laughs> I don't think you want to be an attorney. And then I, I worked at law firms in, in making in Rome and stuff, just through the, the summer in college. And the attorneys were telling me, you sound like somebody wants an MBA. And I didn't realize I just had a natural knack for business. Mm. So at that point, when I got to Atlanta, I, I, and, and saying, hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And I, I was here at georgia state anyway but um after coming out that's when i started to find my tribe uh was here when i started to fall into entrepreneurship which was what you know i was actually passionate about and loved doing so just fall yeah. into where your heart is and you know what, what's comfortable for you
0: and that's that's hard because what if your family's like well i thought you was gonna be a lawyer mm-hmm. you was gonna be making yes. seven hundred dollars an hour so you could buy me mm-hmm. a house right
2: uh, right and, and my and family on, they probably do <laughs> say it. And it's it's explaining it to them, man. and it's it's hard. It, it, biggest thing I do is I, I look at I just get mentors. I believe in mentors. A lot of people say don't get mentors, but if you're doing your own, I'm not trying to do that. I, I find people who've been there before me. So, and, and a lot of these mentors run these big multi-million-dollar companies. will talk to you. I mean, you'd be surprised at how many of them want to help other entrepreneurs. So, my thing is that I invested more of my focus in. Or let me pause. One of the things my grandmother always tells me uh, to this day is consider the source. So the source of the information that's saying, "Hey, you're going to make it, and it's going to take a long time to keep going," are these millionaire, multi-millionaire entrepreneurs that are running multi-million-dollar businesses. Mm-hmm. The other individuals are not running multi-million-dollar businesses, so they're they're not a good source of information for me. They're just family and friends. So you're there for the type of support, moral support, emotional support, and all of that. But when it comes to this business thing, you know, I, I can I. I take what I can from you, but mm-hmm. I really need to put it in perspective. Okay, you're not the source that's going to really help me, you know, get the right mindset to grow this business because that's not what you do. Yeah.
0: And and that's a good point because mm-hmm. Again, it's easier because local. Like, well, I know them. It's the familiarity, mm-hmm. and it might be intimidating to approach a millionaire and be like, "Hey, right? I need you to tell me how you became a millionaire. Right? right. Did you did you did you? Were you born into the money? Mm-hmm. Did you make it? Did you grow up poor? Did you you know? Mm-hmm. Did you pull yourself up by your bootstraps? You know, everybody got right. the little bootstraps, right? You know. Thing. Right. But we also have to think about you know being black people in this mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of us did not come from generational wealth. Yes. And so you know, uh, we think about you know forty five Mr. Pumpkin's advice. Mm-hmm. He uh, his I think for his first company he got like a million dollar mm-hmm. loan right, from his dad. Day, I'm yeah. like, what's well, me really nice, He's like, you right, know, right. and you also have to think about uh, the generational things that were set up in regards to like mm-hmm. systematic racism and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you think about, uh, the, what is it, the, the, the Oklahoma City Massacre? Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. one that was happening. Black like, Wall the, the Street. Black Wall mm-hmm. Street, stuff like that. A thriving company that right. was, I mean, a, a thriving Thank community me. that mm-hmm. was all encompassed with right. viable businesses mm-hmm. that were 100% black. Right. And people from the outside looking in, we mm-hmm. weren't bothering them. Right. Right. They just <laughs> came in and they were like, hey, we don't want you to do that, mm-hmm. so you're going to stop because we said so. So I'm going to burn right. this to the ground right? so that you won't be able to. So if you think about who their children were, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then their children are like, let me just keep my head down. Right. Let me just stay off the radar because we get lynched. They just burnt our businesses to the ground, tried to kill, annihilate us as a people in this little section of the mm-hmm. world. After we already didn't experience slavery Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we didn't know Jim Crow was coming. Right. Uh, Right. You know, so if you think about that timeline or whatever, Mm -hmm. and people like, well, just do it and just right. sometimes that is not that easy. So if you think about baby boomers, they want to get a good job, Mm -hmm. had them Mm -hmm. a pension and, you know, retire. And then, you know, you sit on your hotcakes till, you know, Mm -hmm. you go ahead and meet your maker. Right. Right. And, you know, as buyers and Xers, you're like, nah, let's blow this up. Right. Right. So it's different. (laughs) It is. It's Mm -hmm. different. Uh, in our mindsets mm-hmm. um, I, I hate to stop but it's a great place to stop but sometimes yeah. we can jump in remember we are listening to Hits 92.3 the real definition of internet radio I am Jess and this is Jess and things we are jumping into our next song and it's Christy DeShell I Just Called to Say I Love You a remake by one of my favorites Mr. Stevie Wonder yeah. enjoy <laughs> heard Christy DeShell and I Just Called to Say I Love You, an amazing and combing remix of, of the Stevie Wonder classic from the 1980s, uh, one of the best times in the world. Uh, we were just talking about music real quick, uh, and, you know, just, uh, I vibe, you know, all my songs are normally, like, B sides of everything, I just, if I find an additional song, it's normally, not like the single... Uh, on the on the album and I just I play my favorites because that's just what I feel like doing so this is a great way for me to remind you that we are also on Spotify so if you'd like to listen to playbacks of episodes like this one and others so be able to listen to some of our very first shows you can go back and just kind of like make a playlist I'll, I'll have one created for you in advance how about that and then you can go ahead and just like listen you know to go on a long drive be sitting at work uh, sitting in traffic, all those good things, and just listen to suggesting and things and see what we have to say. I have some amazing guests, and my motto is good people know good people. And I feel like that's uh, uh, the beauty of networking. It's the beauty of being connected to other good people. Now, everybody you meet ain't for you, and we, we do need to have you know the mindset, open eyes, and discernment to be able to make sure that we understand that. However, um, it's amazing when you do make good connections. Again, like Mr. Terrence Hite, again, we met at a Chamber of Commerce meeting for the city of marietta and have been connected ever since and i feel like it's been a viable and a, a thriving and a flourishing uh relationship and i'm excited about the future we were talking about some stuff online in our little uh, break and it's good when you can get you can find somebody that's equally as excited and enthusiastic mm-hmm. about the things that you like so again Finding your tribe finding your people is vital and I feel like we skip over that trying to make mm-hmm. ourselves fit into Being that square peg and around hole right, type thing right. just because we feel like well My grandma was a sharecropper and I'm gonna mm-hmm. be a farmer and right. you know, but you hate mm-hmm. farming. You don't like being outside right. You're right, like, right. <laughs> It's like make that make sense guys mm-hmm. It's not gonna make sense mm-hmm. and we have to be able to be open to being to going and finding our people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know so you know I think that right now is like one of the best times in regards to like being able to identify a tribe. So like you know, we have people right. that are into like anime, mm-hmm. K pop, like my daughter like loves K pop and like anime mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I cannot connect. <laughs> we connect on other things that you know, like being mom and daughter. Right. Because uh, right. I can't do it. But she has like little friends, they go to like K pop cafes and they do all that stuff and like oh. concerts and when the world was open. I was right, like, oh, right. You don't say y'all got a whole concerts about this, huh? Wow. And she's like, yeah, I love it. And got the little posters up. I'm like, these little people, look at these people. Who are they? You know, do they, you know mm-hmm. I, I, I always have questions. But right, right. she found her tribe. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I behoove anybody that is listening tonight mm-hmm. to find your tribe, find your people, find people with similar and like interests, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel like it might be, quote unquote, weird, it really isn't when you find your people because y'all all are into the same weird thing. So it's not really weird, mm-hmm. no, is it? Right. It's just that I think a lot of times we anticipate trying to fit into these molds of what, again, our, our family's expectations, mm-hmm. friends right. that we might have had growing up in childhood, or just making changes and doing something opposite of what people anticipated uh, that you would do, that's okay, too, to just kind of mm-hmm. switch things up and just be different. You and you might find a niche that is germane to you that that makes you come alive, and then you get the opportunity to be your best self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I encourage it. I feel that there's freedom in it. Again, this radio show has been one of those things where it's, it just feels natural to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a good time. I get to talk to amazing people, mm-hmm. good people. And that's always been a dream of mine. And I remember I had, when I first did my first few shows, I had some of my old coworkers that I used to work with like in the early 2000s was mm-hmm. like, I remember you told me you wanted to. I was like, did I said that? Like, they're like, they said I wanted to, I told them I wanted to be a radio host or something like that. I don't even remember saying that. So I'm like, hey, well, if that's what I said, then go, girl. Yes, mm-hmm. look at you living your dreams that you forgot about. Right. You know, <laughs> manifesting, and right, manifesting. Um, so like, tell me how you feel about manifestation. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that concept? That that you know, mindset.
2: I'm all into to to, to manifestations and and I believe it's it, it's true. You know, uh, and it's like energies. Like I'm big on energies I and mean, mm-hmm. having energy. So it's like again, staying focused on what that end goal end goal is, and saying, hey, we're going to make this happen. Um, I can give the example of, all, like, all of these children that I have. Me and my mm-hmm. wife, when we were 18 we <laughs> said, met. all of these children
0: that right? I have.
2: And we said, we're going to have a boy and a girl. If we don't have it, the first two, then we will have four. And we'll stop at four. So, of course, we end up with four boys. But, <laughs> but you know, that's a manifestation. Right. Or maybe yeah, we were just bored. Right. right. I, I mean,
1: that's
0: what right. we need That could <laughs> But right. you, got, you got your little troop. Right, right. Got your little hype, mm-hmm. you know, little hype, you know, troop and right. team or, you know, whatever. Right. I right.
2: don't know
0: what, what, what kind of sports team only have four people on it. But, you um, know. Is it the basketball team that got no, six? No, it's five.
2: Basketball, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could be the but fifth one. I'll be the fifth one, right, right, right. right. <laughs> but, you, but you know I, I think you should manifest things and really think those things. You think those things constantly and drill in your brain. You're going to subconsciously work towards those things. Um, just being, again, in entrepreneurship. I was talking to my wife today, and I said, wow, you guys have been four years since I started The Height Effect. And I remember having the conversation saying, hey, I just want to help business owners. I want to help minority business owners. I don't know how. I don't know anything about it. And. I just ended up you know going to business school, learning that type of knowledge to be able to come back and say okay because I didn't know anything prior to because I was deterred from business. It mm-hmm. was you're going to law, and, and you know transitioning into business with the very scary things. One thing you just mentioned too. Okay. Um, and saying, hey, I'm going to go against what everybody's saying and what everybody thought I was going to do, and I'm going to go this route. But in doing that, finding my tribe in that space, I was then be able to yeah, I was then able to speak to them, learn how they were thinking, and just saying, wait a second, they're actually manifesting, saying this is what we're going to do. Then they're going out there and getting it and making it happen. Mm-hmm. I could be a part of that too. Show me how. Right. And if not, I'm going to figure out how.
0: That's Beautiful. Uh, so let's switch gears a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. do a little rapid fire. We're gonna it's kinda like a this or that, and you can okay. give your reasons why you chose one over the other. Okay. Um and then we'll, you know, see how this turns out. Okay. Um Uh-oh. I wish I'd keep people on their toes. <laughs>
2: okay, okay. You know.
0: Uh let's start with an easy one. Biggie okay. or Tupac? Tupac. Tupac oh, oh you holiday. said that without even Tupac. okay. I like Biggie.
2: I like Biggie music, but but my dad listened to Tupac, so it's oh, like okay. Tupac, Tupac.
0: Right, you know I'm from the Bay. Mm-hmm. so you know I'm Tupac. Oh as right, well, right. You know. I mean not no nothing against Biggie, but right know, right I, I grew up in the Bay. But uh okay, uh sweet potato pie or a cheesecake
2: Sweet potato pie.
0: Sweet potato pie? Why?
2: Because I make soup, sweet potato souffle every mm-hmm. year. I don't really like it. But, uh, but the cheesecake is just so thick. And that's my wife's favorite dessert is cheesecake. She's a smart
0: woman. She knows yeah. how to Really? I, I, I mean, I love to to sweet too, But I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> they got the graham cracker crust and you can it's, put the fruit on top of chocolate. It's like soft soap
2: or something. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> oh, my God. You it
0: don't ruin like it for sponge. me. you am thinking about that. Right. Okay. Uh, let's jump into a, a business this or that. Uh, okay. So going to business school versus starting a business at 16.
2: Mm. Start hands down. If, if I think if I would have had the opportunity and would have been again like, encouraged into business earlier, I would have fallen into business way before. I didn't I, the reason I went to business school because I was at the point I had applied for law school and taking the LSAT and all that. Oh and my I gosh. knew nothing about business besides again, i had started one and worked for a you startup. Like I was we were there and it was like literally in this summer right before um, graduating. I just dropped all the applications sitting up. I wanna be an entrepreneur. And it was the craziest, most scary thing to tell you know, my mother, dad, grand, grandmother, all of them, but doing that. So, um, but looking back, at, in retrospect, just realizing all those years, I could have gotten the knowledge that I had now. So now, you know, it's, it's 10, 11 years since I you know, first jumped into entrepreneurship, so I've learned those skills and went to business school to help supplement that. Mm-hmm. But hands down, the experience that you learn as an entrepreneur, and, and actually doing it, it is bar none.
0: And I always say, if it don't make you pee a little bit, I mean, what are you? What is that right, you doing? Right, It should scare you just a little bit, right? Right. Cause it it keep you alive, keep you awake. Mm-hmm. You know, you be like, run. all right, right. I got to stay on top of this because this is going, you know, uh, whatever. And I think some people, you know, they're afraid to pull the trigger because of the fear mm-hmm. of failing. Which, right. Um, so, um, just as a quick segue, um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on imposter syndrome?
2: It, it, there's, I think. And I think it's just a matter of of, of just knowing that, that that is there really a such you know it, there are so many people in north that, that have certain specific needs so I mean I just feel like hey go out there and do whatever it is and then it, it'll mold once you begin to you know do this. Specifics in your business and sell what it is you're selling, and refine refine, refine, and refine. You're going to ultimately end up finding that niche, and not have to worry about anybody, you know, taking what it is you're doing or you jumping into to, to the wrong spaces. Because again, mm-hmm. there are certain segments out there of the market, you know, that can be served or that are the underserved. And you know, the, the more you get to know your market, the more refined that's going to be. hmm
0: mm-hmm. No, that makes total sense. Um, okay, so let's jump back into this. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince or MJ? MJ. Why? And, and
2: my mom was a huge Prince fan. I guess cause I just want to just. I don't know was go going to get straight like, go I'm right. going to piss everybody off right. But see when, when, I remember when uh, MJ When he passed And I was just so hit by it I listened to music All summer long I was doing a summer job At a, a factory And that's all I listened to in my headphones I was just like Man Like I remember seeing um, You know Videos growing up And you know Remember the time That was like one of the Earliest videos I remember Oh yeah now so, I'm telling my age jam. too That right? was the jam though <laughs> right. like, I mean I might have been Like a junior high When it came out It's whatever mm-hmm. You
0: know I'm not old Right Right. Just mature Seasoned Right Uh that's so Yeah <laughs> <laughs> See, a little seasoning. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's do another one. Okay, um, using a venture capital capitalist versus an angel investor, mm. and give me like a pro or a pros and
2: cons. Right, so I, I guess the, the distinguishment there too. I'll make that right. Mm-hmm. Angel investors, you're talking about, um, you know, typically two million or below, or lower, or, or a million lower, and these are you know accredited investors. These are individuals, you know, a million dollar net worth, or uh, you know, people making with a net worth over. $250,000, uh, they're not going to give the type of money that a venture capitalist is going to give, which is these big multi-million dollar amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, though, I would say the angel, if you can, because you keep more equity within your business than the angel, mm. the venture capitalist is trying to make money for the people that gave them that million, 10 million, 20 million dollars that they're giving you. So at the end of the day, that's really what a lot of the focus of venture capitalists is, is how do we get this ROI? How do we get the return on the investment versus an angel investor who a lot of times are more invested in the actual business and helping you grow the business? Okay. So I'm saying Angel.
0: Now, when you said ROI, ROI mm-hmm. is a return, return on investment. So, mm-hmm. a, in a return on investment, how do you uh, maximize mm-hmm. that? How do you make sure that you can ensure that? Because what if mm-hmm. somebody says, hey, I want to give the high Effect $5 million? Mm-hmm. How do you ensure a return on investment on something like that?
2: Right. So, when you look at the statistics of failing businesses, you realize like that, investors go in knowing, okay, I get a 30% success rate, that's success in business, because over 50% are not even gonna make it past a certain point anyway. So I think going in, again, knowing that, um, but the second part is that the investors, they don't necessarily know, they're just making, you know, I guess one of the most educated guesses, But Mm -hmm. they're really going to base that off of what does your business plan look like and what are your financials like? And then how are you managing the business? The other part, too, is the angel investors in the early stages, they're more so investing in the owner of the business. They're trying to say, okay, do you have what it takes to get this business where you're trying to go? We have the resources and we can come in here and tell you what's kind of going wrong or, you know, what needs to change. We know these financials are not going to be 100% accurate in six months or whatever. No financials ever are. Um, But, you know. Uh, are you the individual that can actually run this business? Is is how you know an angel investor is looking at it.
0: Okay, um, so let's go back to the this or that. Um, being a solopreneur versus uh, getting an LLC. Yeah.
2: It's not like a big yes. company like that. Uh, I would say the big one just for me, um, just <laughs> because my thing, I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of how can I generate enough wealth to help other businesses. You know, So if I am build a, yeah, I can do great things with as a solopreneur, and you can make a lot of money, it's fine. But you know, it, by building in a, a bigger corporation where I know I can make $40, 50000000 million, dollars, $100 million, dollars, whatever, I'm able to do a lot more with mm-hmm. that organization than being just by myself.
0: Gotcha. That makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Okay, let's jump back into this. Um, Let's just do, let's say um, Michael Jordan or LeBron James.
2: Michael Jordan, because that's who I grew up with.
0: Okay. Right.
2: Even though I would probably put Kobe in between, but uh, but you know Michael Jordan.
0: Well, Kobe, you go and get a special place. Also, RIP. You know, we came upon the uh, year anniversary of his death, which seems Mm -hmm. like it was literally yesterday. um, Yes. How did that happen that quickly? like in a snap. Mm-hmm. It was just like mm-hmm. how did this size is this even possible? This is not real. Right. But yeah. Right. So right, I hear what you're saying. Um mm-hmm. wow. Okay. So, um traveling mm-hmm. abroad versus uh staycations at home with your kids.
2: Traveling abroad. Traveling abroad. What is uh, that? Quarantine has been enough vacations with the kids about like 3 we, 4 we years. Have had that <laughs> right. <togetherness. laughs>
0: I don't know how else right. to say this. We are together, okay? Right, right, yes. yes. <laughs> I love y'all. I mean it. we here, ain't we? You know, right. that kind of stuff. Okay. Right. Um, let's do another one about oh. travel. So traveling right. abroad with family or traveling uh, abroad or staying home and visiting family. And I know that that's a hard one because maybe you haven't gotten to see family as much as you would have liked to right. and things like that. Would you travel abroad with your family? That's really what it meant. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> when you say family. I'm talking about everybody. So <laughs> you like mama, aunties, cousins, right. grandma. Well, big, like big, big come on, Grace. Come on, I'm help you on the plane
2: and right. you know that kind of stuff. Like i all taking up half the plane. Hmm? I'll say family because I'm, I love family. I love all my family. A lot of them on here watching this stuff, so it's I love all family. y'all. So I'll that say traveling family. with family. I'm not right, up. right. But I'll say traveling with <laughs> family.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll say traveling with
0: okay, family. Okay, that's good. Okay. Um Let's, this is not a good one you know getting a large influx of sum of money uh-huh. and so saving it versus investing it
2: investing investing okay mm-hmm. and, and the reason I say that is because again when you say like, they always give this example of in business school. They gave an example. Like, Remember, your grandparents used to get the money and put it under their mattress and think they're saving it. Well, a thing called inflation and all this stuff, right? And depreciation. I mean, the value of that dollar is not going to be worth the same tomorrow in a year. It's going down, 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 down. Mm-hmm. So you need to invest it to make your money make money for you. So that's why I say invest. And you can save a portion of it, of course, but, but I would invest. And one other caveat I give, I'm not a financial advisor, um, but, you know, just depending on where you are in life. So are you 20 years old trying to invest or are you 50 trying to invest? And
0: what, what would be the differences between the age and stuff
2: like that? The, the, the time span. So at 20, you have, if we look at working years at 20 to, to 65 versus 50 to 65, you have 15 years to do something with that money. Um, but now, the other part, of it too, now people are living a lot longer. Um, yes, they are. So that's another consideration that you really have to look at, that life expectancy is growing. So it just really kind of depends on what type of runway do you have with the age that you are and then, you know, how aggressive. But I think statistics also show, too, that people that are younger, of course, are more aggressive. And then mm-hmm. people that are you know, older age, for obvious reasons, are not as aggressive. It's like how do we get these more guaranteed-type returns versus these risk-based returns that, uh, you know, somebody who'd be a risky investor would.
0: No, that makes total sense. Uh, And just as we're we're talking about people living living a long time, we did lose some great legends Mm -hmm. and greats this past week. And even today, so Hank Aaron mm. passed away, so rest right. in peace to him. Uh, rest well, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry King, uh, been mm-hmm. in broadcasting yeah. for yeah. a million years. Right. That man was long on a tooth. Right. And still making it happen. has like a 10-year-old son, which is interesting to right. me. Right, right. Uh, all right. Uh, rest mm-hmm. well, Mr. Uh, King. And then we also lost Cloris Leachman, which was a long-term mm-hmm. actress. Uh, she was 94. I, first of all, I didn't know mm-hmm. she was that old.
2: That's all I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And um, she passed away. So, you know rest in peace to all those people I just wanted to make a right. quick acknowledgement of those people because uh, like Terrence said people are living a lot longer so mm-hmm. they were they were in their late 80s early 90s right. Right. early to mid 90s right. just living right. right. like Betty White was born the year before right. sliced bread <laughs> literally so so sliced bread is the best thing since mm-hmm. Betty White wow. I she's ninety nine birth- years old. Yeah,
2: when I saw her birthday the other day, I went and googled her. I'm like, how? What was she here for? Like, what and she's she been
0: see? in. Uh, she's been in a lot of successful right. shows, but it talks about if you think about her, the longevity of her career, mm-hmm. it seems like she made sound choices in regards to what she was a part yes. of. So the. What was it, The Mary Tyler Moore Show or The Rotor Show? Remember, one of those. I, don't I'm, I mean, this no, was before my time too. So <laughs> right. don't give me the lion. Mm-hmm. I know she was in Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. She was in a couple good show, a couple mm-hmm. good movies and stuff I mean, like that. And,
1: stuff,
0: yeah. um, and it was a couple shows she did like in the early two thousands and stuff like that. But again, she mm-hmm. she kept her career viable and right. connected, and she stayed connected to multiple mm-hmm. generations. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if we're keeping our legacy if our legacy is, is passing through multiple generations how do we set ourselves up for that do you believe it, mm-hmm. what do you believe it was you believe it was just continuity do you believe it was her just being crazy talented do you believe it was other things
2: i think it, i honestly couldn't answer i guess if i had to make a guess i would say you know it's just a, a combination of things on mm-hmm. um, again really staying focused you know with her being in, an actress for so long it's like okay you obviously had some type of game plan or some type of uh, you know passion to go into this uh, and then you know it, it, I, I just that's just kind of what I would say just maybe it was a, it was a game plan uh, to, to get her there
0: wow yeah because again 99 years old mm-hmm. she ain't playing with us right but right. also who's uh, long in the tooth but it still looks amazing and everything Cicely Tyson yes she yes. was in roots is, yes Like you know, that's the classic.
2: Classic, classic,
0: classic. And then she like other other classic characters she's played, Miss Shirley Chisholm. Mm -hmm. She didn't play just so many people I can't even think of. Mm -hmm. Harry Tubman, I'm sure a couple times. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just (laughs) I'm just guessing. I could be wrong. Y'all don't get on me if if I'm wrong, but (laughs) I'm just guessing that that's what it was. Uh, So this has been absolutely amazing. Um, So tell us again. Uh, any la- any last words, any last words of advice before you give us all your credentials again about mm-hmm. how where and how to find you, any upcoming events and things like that?
2: I'd say the biggest thing is just keeping the CEO mindset, right? The mindset of a business owner. Uh, and what we've done, we created an ebook is if you go to our website, theheighteffect.com slash transform, the links are all on my Instagram, which is at Terrence Height Jr. Uh, but uh, in that ebook, it tells you how to transform your mind and how to transform your business in 2021. Um, start off as a little short, one page, and people say we need more information. So now it's like a nine-page ebook, simple to read, but it's really going to help you transform your mind. And that's what I want all the business owners that I'm coming across to do this year is transform your mind into that of a business owner. Think beyond six months from now. Start thinking 10, 15 years from now where you want that business to be, and then start working towards that.
0: Awesome. And then also, um, you also talked about the mission statement workshop or mm-hmm. uh, worksheet. Yes. We can find that on your website as well. Yes,
2: yes. And wow. what I'll do is I'll put that um, I'll put that on the site. Matter of fact, I'm gonna blast it across the front just because y'all. I'm to have a banner across the homepage, and I'll put it on the transform page and everything. Fantastic. So you can find it. everywhere.
0: Because uh, this has been so great. You've given us mm-hmm. so many valuable gems.
2: Thank you, thank you. You will
0: definitely be back. Like absolutely. sooner than y'all think. Watch. you be like here again. Like hey, yes. Because we're about to talk about all the things. Yes, uh, yes. And I'm excited about it. A uh, great guy, great father, great husband. Thank um, you. Thank I'm you. sure Mrs. Hyde can uh, account for that. Mm-hmm. Um, is on there. Uh, <laughs> and we're excited about uh, what's to come. Um, and, again, it's nice to be able to see, to be able to meet somebody. Uh, like I said, we met my first year here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And to be able to see development, to be able to see progression, to mm-hmm. be able to see enhancements. Right, right, That's always a great thing. Right. That is, it encourages me to keep mm-hmm. going. It encourages me to say, hey, if he can continue to do it, I can mm-hmm. continue to do it. Right. And I think that that's what this is about. And, then again, it proves my point that good people know people good people. I want to uh, say thank you to um, many of the people that have been supporting us. Uh, we had Dr. Dennis McCloud uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we had Davi McKay. We did a, re- a replay of his um, episode last week. He'll be back in March. Uh, we have a lot of great guests that are coming up and we want you guys to stay connected to us. You've been so amazing. Uh, again, this you know, season, I guess. Uh, we've been rolling since September um, and the amount of support that we've received has been absolutely amazing and I could not do it without you guys. You guys encourage me, you warm my heart, you tell me I'm amazing, even when I think I'm not that great that day, you know, it's not all the time, because you know, I love me. But uh, there are some <laughs> days where I'm just like, okay, girl, I need to come on, get it together, pull it together, and you guys are always a consistent source of encouragement for me. And it pushes me to continue to be intentional about what I do here on Jesting and Things. Remember that you can catch us on Spotify. All you gotta do is type in Justing In Things, that's J-E-S-T-I-N-G, and things. On Spotify, I'll also be releasing a playlist of the songs that I played during the show because, you know, we'll be over here jamming on the B-side with all my favorite R&B and jazz songs because it's just what I like, and I like good music. Um, you know, hate me, love me, you know, you'll get used to it eventually. Uh, but you guys, have, as always, are amazing. Um, if you are a business owner that is looking for an opportunity to be able to be on this show or, or an entrepreneur or you have some type of special interest... Send me a message. I'll be creating an automated form because uh, Terrence Mm -hmm. talked about that. But in the meantime, DM me. And then, uh, and you can email me at uh, info at precesolutions.com. That's P-R-E-C-I-S solutions dot com. And you'll be able to get some information about how to be on the show as well. If you have a product you would like to sell or showcase. If you want to do some, take us some ad space and just be able to do a live commercial or anything. We have plenty of options for sponsorship or to be able to sponsor another business to be able to do some great things we did great stuff during thanksgiving and christmas giving away turkeys and gift cards and things like that and we plan in 2021 not just during the holidays but all year long to be able to help impact our immediate communities mm-hmm. so we thank you we appreciate you you've been amazing as always and we will see you next week i am Jess, and this is Jessing in things see you later love you mean it bye
1: Stay, stay, stay. You'll get it.
3: faces in between it's magic when i taste you in the bin and every day is spent all in the sheets in the fabric when i tell you what you mean
0: Jess and this is Jesting and Things. How are you? Happy New Year. I mean, I've been here, but I haven't been here, but I've been here. You know what I'm saying. Uh, my name is Jess and this is Jesting and Things, and I am here live on Hits 92.3, the real definition of internet radio. I'm your best friend's best friend. It's not too about you. Um, so make sure you are following uh, Jesting and Things on Facebook. Also, following us on Spotify. Hello. All right. Come on, somebody. Follow us on Spotify. Jesting and Things, same name as you see here. Um, and also, make sure that you are following Hits 92.3. Download the app. That's the best way to listen. That's the best way to get numbers for us and for the show. Um, and if you have not downloaded the app, what exactly are you doing with your life? Can anybody tell me? No, not really. You probably can't. Um, but that's all right. I forgive you uh, because we have some great stuff coming up tonight. But you can download that app on any smart device. So that's uh, your uh, iPhone, your Android, your iPad. All the things, you know, the things that we get unnecessarily, and it just we we have, we have, and all the things like we got, you know, more than two hands, you know, you know how it goes, guys. Uh, but tonight we have an amazing um, segment with the illustrious, the amazing, the fantastic Mr. Terrence Height. He will be here sharing information about branding, operations, uh, being black, and more. Um, and we're excited about the the information that he's going to share tonight. Uh, again, make sure that you are sharing this broadcast, that you have liked it that you've told a friend about it, uh, because um, we pull these these, um, fantastic people here in for you so that you can get the information. I mean, of course I'm taking notes, but are you taking notes? Will you be getting things that you need to be able to expand, excel, or enhance your business? In real time, the pandemic has been hard on all of us, but it also has been an opportunity for a lot of us to pivot and to grow and to change and to amplify what it is that we're doing in our businesses. So we want to give you the same opportunity tonight. Uh, So we're jumping into our next song. uh, by one of my all-time favorites, Mr. D'Angelo. I mean, at one point in time in my life, I was going to marry him. He didn't know it, but I was. Um, but anyway, we're jumping into one of my favorite songs on the B side. You know, I love playing the B side. Uh, and this song is called Higher. We'll be right back with jesting and things on Hits 92.3. I'm excited because we have um, a, a king among men, a, a businessman among businessmen, a Mr. Terrence. Hi. Say, hey, Mr. Terrence. Hi. Hello.
2: Hello. I'm doing great. How is everybody today? Uh,
0: Fantastic. Hey. Everybody is me, and I'm, right. I'm amazing. Um, and uh, we're excited because, uh, again, you're a friend to the show. You're a friend to me, a part of my right. network uh, since I've been in Georgia. And um, how we met was through um, one of the... Uh, it was like a chamber, chamber of commerce, commerce. chamber mm-hmm. of commerce for city of Marietta, mm-hmm. um, and I was there for work, um, and I was, you know, just networking. And I had given. I think we all had the opportunity to be able to give an elevator pitch of about thirty seconds or something mm-hmm. like that, talking about what it is that we're doing. And you heard you. I said I don't know what I said, but I said mm-hmm. something. You were like, hey, yes. let's talk, yes. let's chat. And I appreciated that, but that's how you build network. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are against networking, and they're against opening themselves up to to information from other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times it may be counterintuitive, Mm -hmm. however, it's something that you need to do to be able to find out new perspectives, to be able to grow and change, and to be challenged. Um, so you can do? You remember why you said I, I absolutely do. <laughs> I was at
2: a point that was when I had my healthcare company. I think It was a healthcare technology company, I believe. Maybe or no. I, I started the consulting firm. I I think. And um, I think you
0: might have been doing both. It you was, like, yeah, it was, it was a transition, right? From that last, mm-hmm.
2: so that was my second one into this, these, uh, the fourth one, but our uh, third and fourth one, but. You said something about business development, and I remember going to the event, knowing myself, I can't do everything, and I have to be able to find people who are better than me at those things. And your pitch and everything you said about business development, what you were doing, I was like, yes. So, and that's you know, I was like, I have to speak with her, and we connected, and then you know, different things happened with, uh, with KSU, I believe, mm-hmm. and some different opportunities there. So, yeah. yeah, no. So,
0: mm-hmm. and again, he he uh, at the my former place of employment, you were able to provide um, a network connection that was able mm-hmm. to allow mm-hmm. me to be able to do some things in business and function, mm-hmm. and that's what we like. Right,
1: right. We like. Right. When,
0: when things turn into actual yes. relevant, realistic uh, opportunities, and that's the beauty of networking. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, we know that you're a husband, you're a father, you right, you know, right. somebody's son. You right, know, so tell right. tell us a couple things about yourself. <laughs> no,
2: absolutely. So, um, originally from Rome, Georgia, so up okay. in What's North British, wrong? Georgia. What's up, Rome? If anybody's out there watching, <laughs> um, uh, but came down here. Uh, graduated from Georgia State undergrad, and I'd already started my first business uh, when I was twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I had this crazy idea that I was going to be this music exec and. I didn't really like the music industry, oh, working no. in the music industry <laughs> like that. It was fun, but I, I just like the process of building businesses more. Ended up going get an MBA and starting several businesses. An E-MBA. So, you, EMBA, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, say like yeah E-MBA. I never throw it out. <laughs> right, so got the EMBA, Um, you know, started a couple businesses. So now we we're four years in with the business that I met you with, and then three mm-hmm. years in on my uh, joint venture, the business and brand.
0: Nice,
2: mm-hmm. nice. And now tell us about family life, you know? Yeah, it's great. It's great. So, um, my oldest is, is here today, but I'm hey, um, you know, so the, the oldest of four. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it, it's definitely, especially during this, this whole quarantine and COVID season, it's been a a, a challenge. I was talking to another entrepreneur today, and he was just talking about wow, like we didn't realize the uh, the impact it had on the children, mm-hmm. and you know because oh, they yeah. haven't been able to go to school and, and things like that. So uh, you know, family is, is 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 always always fun and interesting around. But I'm, I'm ready for things to get back opened up and for kids to all you know. <laughs> <back> <laughs> no, 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 I understand. <laughs> <Yep>.
0: oh. <laughs> And uh, so, talk to us a little bit about balance because mm-hmm. we're going to jump into the business stuff. But I want to just talk about again because you run. Mm. You you mentioned two businesses that you currently run, right? And then you also, you know, somebody's daddy, somebody's, right. daddy. you know, also first, mm-hmm. first things first, where someone's right. husband, excuse right. me, yes, right, right, uh, you know, <laughs> hey wife, <laughs> hey missus, miss. Oh, you, <laughs> uh, you know, and how do you balance those things like you know how do you you know make time to like you know is it when the kids go to sleep you're like hey Mm -hmm. girl let's just watch a movie let's go for a walk around the block you know
2: right so so my wife she jumped on this whole fitness thing um Right after our fourth son, and mm-hmm. has been doing that aggressively since. So she's been taking off. So I was like, okay, I was in the background. So in the mornings, I finally jumped in with her. So we work out in the morning like before nice. he goes to school. Yeah. And then in the evenings, when we put him to bed, that's like date night. So it's like that's nice. my commitment. If I'm like, if I can commit to business seven days a week, you know, eight hours, 10, 12 hours a day, then, hey, I can commit to my wife, you know. Every single day you, doing those you two better things. Better say it, young man. You <laughs> say
0: it, okay. Now, why is that important for for people in the cheap seas that may not understand why that would be important to make a commitment to your family that is going to support you?
2: I, I guess because uh, with these four <laughs> kids, she's gone. I have to pay. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm like, wow. No, no, okay, no. that's really quickly. But you know, <laughs> it, it, it's about keeping that balance. And one mm. thing my mentors always told me is, you know, really stay focused and grounded on family. And, and at the end of the day, that's really, you know, when everything is said and gone, businesses come and go. You know, I've had mm-hmm. four businesses. In the fourth business so they come and go but family are the people that support you there and you know my wife has supported me since my first business that was before we were married all the way up through all these so you know it's just a matter of of really putting it into perspective and understanding that you know you're doing it for family Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. no and that's that's super important um now what are some of the activities and things you can jump into with your kids how do you Mm -hmm. you know stay active because i can only imagine four kids under the age of what under the age of 12 under age?
2: Yeah, yeah, 10 5 3 and two. Ooh, yes.
0: all right. Yeah, not for the faint of yes, heart. Yes. No. Um, yeah, you know. So how do we stay active and connected <laughs> to the little ones? Right. My that sounds, I'm exhausted just
2: hearing that. All right, all right, all right. So, so you know, during the day, they come in my office and stuff like that and run down. Then I'm, I'm calling. I'm like, Hold on a second. So they, you know, I let them come in um, when we can. But of course, going outside and you know, going to the backyard, playing things like that, and you know, mm. going on some some secret vacations. I would mention it, but my oldest is right here, so we can't tell them where we're right, right, going. Right, right, Got to keep it on We hush, have a surprise you know, for them. Yeah. That's.
0: Yeah. I know that's right. Uh Now, with these little ones, you mm-hmm. know, uh, it's an interesting time for them because they probably won't remember all the chaos that we are enduring as adults. Right. And right. I remember as a kid, you know, thinking about like in the 80s and stuff like that, you know, like people talking about like the crack epidemic and this and that. But we were mm-hmm. still removed because it's like if you ain't no crack, then, you know.
2: Right. Right.
0: You're kind of rude. How do you think that your kids will react Coming out of this, or the memories that they'll, you know, do you think that they'll retain any of this, or do you think that it'll be? I mean, probably your oldest mind, <laughs> right? But.
2: Right, definitely, him. And, and possibly my five-year-old, um, because he's very, you know, he's all he's like, coronavirus, coronavirus. So I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's had an impact on him. He wants right. to go outside and wants to go to the store and all these things. So, um, you know, my, my hope is that they're able to to quickly begin to get around more children because with the youngest two, you know, they were all of last year. They were one and two at the mm-hmm. time. So you know, they've never really been around children. My wife's a stay-at-home mom, so, you know, they were never really around a lot of children in daycares and things, mm-hmm. so when this opened up, we didn't necessarily send them. So, you know, I just hope those social interaction skills are there, so that's what we're right. really, really focusing on, but hopefully with, with four, Four of them, they can keep. I mean, keep listen, together.
0: it's almost it's enough for them to be social. Right. right. Nothing else. Exactly. I mean, you could just have like, a couple more and then you right. just, no, you know, that's no, no. plenty of extra friends. <laughs> it's like, this is in house mm, friends. Right. Like, they you in house homies, right?
3: <laughs> right, right.
0: I mean, and then also, like, you don't get the cousin interaction because, like, even mm-hmm. I remember my parents let us go many places because right. they just had us on lockdown like that, just period. Mm-hmm. So it might as well have been cold for us because we weren't going nowhere. But right. our cousins were, like, our first friends besides mm-hmm. our siblings and stuff like that. So, right. you know, maybe there'll be uh, uh, additional opportunities as the world begins. To open up and things like that, to be able to, oh, live right. a different life. Yes, yes. But it's interesting that there are children that w- that may not never know a world,
2: right? Pre-COVID. Right. Right. Which
0: is just within a year's time. Mm-hmm. It's about to be like a year marker when everything kind of like exploded mm-hmm. that we uh, were experiencing And So this is so, it's it's. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of speechless because it's just right. yeah. I-
2: I still can't believe it. I, I mean, I just sit around like we have to wear a mask and, and just walk around and with it's masks a very and real something. Hint. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, this is a great place for us to stop. Uh, just a reminder that you are listening to Hits ninety two point three, the real definition of internet radio. Make sure you have downloaded the app. We are jumping into a quick break. Another one of my uh, little doodad, little uh, songs that I like, um, and it's called Wrong Speed by Sierra Shine. We will be right back.
1: time clean sheet, and i don't wanna wait no more for you to touch me
0: Back, how how hi, how are you? Uh, it's uh, you know, the beginning of the year, and we are jumping into being smart about business. Uh, we have here in the studio with us Mr. Terrence Height, E M B A. Uh, and uh, he he is a man of of many trades, you know, he knows how to do, do a little bit of everything. Uh, started out as a music exec and then transitioned into other things, so like operations, branding. Uh, And things of that nature so um, we wanted to talk about a few directed uh, topics and he kind of mapped them out for me so I just went ahead and adopted what he had uh, set up I went in anticipation for this meeting Uh, so the first thing we wanted to talk about was improving your business operations to increase your sales and that's something I definitely Mm want to you know get a hold on Mm -hmm. uh, because there are a lot of things that, that I'm into right now and you need to know these things so improving your business operations to increase your sales so it's
2: bad. absolutely so first thank you for noticing that on the post I just kind of put some stuff some general things I, and I was like, feeling hey, it I was you feeling need? it hey, thank all right you. <laughs> but but business operations so first of all what are business operations these are the nuts and bolts of your business basically how are you making money how are you operating on a day-to-day basis if you're selling fish plates how do you sell those fish plates um you know when people come to you you know what is the process that mm-hmm. they go through to actually get that product and then you make that sale so Everything involved in that is the operational aspect. And the important part is, one, a lot of business owners think they can do it all on their own uh, early on. Uh, So first of all, (laughs) stop that, That is the first thing. But the second thing is a lot of people don't really understand that without operations you don't have a business. A lot of people have elaborate hobbies. And they wonder why oh, the hobby can't said. ever get to a full-time functioning business. And that's because you're not operating like a business. You don't have operations set up. Mm-hmm. So it's important to make sure you have all of your processes, customer intake processes and all those set up correctly um, to, to make your operations flow in your business smoothly.
0: Um, now, for those of us that are just like, well, I'm a sole proprietor, it's just mm-hmm. me you said don't do it alone, or don't think that you can do it alone. So how do I not do it alone? Like, should I be on Mm -hmm. Fiverr? Should I just put out a a Facebook post and say, hey, I need help. Should I, you know, try to seek a consultant? Should I go to a big firm? But what if Mm -hmm. I only sell fish plates, but I haven't expanded beyond, you know, the lunch fish fish plates on Friday. So maybe I don't need a big company yet to be able to do my operations and branding and stuff like that.
2: And and I think, so that's a great question. And it is a combination of of those things. So the first thing you have to do is really sit back and do a self-assessment. Look at yourself, write down all the tasks that you do, and then uh, all the tasks that you, you do within your business or want to do or need to do to keep your business functioning, mm-hmm. and then rank those tasks green meaning I'm extremely proficient, I can do these perfect, yellow, I'm kind of good at it, and it takes a little time, and then red, I don't necessarily know it, I'm not necessarily that good at it, but I can do it maybe, or maybe you, you know, completely can't. And then for those things that are in red and those things in yellow, try to figure out which ones are impacting the operations of your business. So, with you getting that fish plate out, are any of those things that are in red or yellow impacting? That process of slowing it down, and that's when I sit back and say, "Okay, what can I do from a technology perspective?" Um, an example I gave is uh, with the fish place and ordering. You see people say, "Hey, um, you know, I'm selling something. Inbox me or DM me on, on on Instagram or something like that," and we say, "No, why do you have people contacting you? They should be going to a link, filling out a form, and you automate the process. So now yeah. you're able to get an inbox, you can check an email, and you can contact them that way. Um, so just those are the types of things that automation." for instance, and in putting certain technologies in, those things can help basically supplement a person for the time being if you have the right technology. Now, the second part of that is exactly what you said, which is going to sites like Fiverr uh, and, and, and Upwork, all those sites where they have these freelancers, and mm-hmm. then hiring freelancers because at the, the end of the day, all the money you make in the business should be going back into the business. You shouldn't really be necessarily you know, paying yourself um, early on. You should be investing in the business to grow the organization, and then it will eventually you know pay you.
0: Okay, now, um, you may want to move yeah. it over just so you can see yourself a little yeah, okay. better. Um, now, for situations like that, so when do we mm-hmm. know when we need help? How do we know when we need help? How do we know when we. Mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. we uh, should be spending money, or mm-hmm. how, and how many years should I be not paying myself mm-hmm. uh, in these business situations?
2: Right, right, and I think that's a great question, and it's kind of just one of those it depends situation. You know, are you working a full time job, and do you have the money to to, to supplement? Uh, you know, so you don't have to worry about a salary, and you can put it in business. Maybe you're in a situation like I was, one of my businesses where you lost the full time nine to five, and you had to depend on the business, and you had to kind of pay yourself. Because a lot of people are of, in that situation yeah, now; they created businesses during mm-hmm.
0: the pandemic, but it puts. Them in a position where they're like, okay, if I this don't work, right, I'm right. gonna be outside, right. And so that, how do you tell somebody mm-hmm. like that, like, hey, you shouldn't be paying yourself. Like, right. How does that work?
2: Right, right. Now that's a great question, and I think now I guess I can't again go back kind of to the, the it depends, right, on, on the specific instance. Mm-hmm. The goal is true if you have to pay yourself and you have to eat, we get that absolutely do that, but at the same time the majority of the money should be going back into the business if you're continuously paying yourself over and over again you're not investing in the business and I think it's just having that mindset that hey business is a long-term game and it's an investment I have to invest in this thing just like a your baby you have to invest time energy effort all those things to make it grow mm-hmm. um, so, so I think keeping that into perspective will kind of you know help you with that but the other thing too is don't be afraid to do some freelance stuff just because you have a business um, you know it, it, I've taught part-time at university you know, mm-hmm. with a business just to do some stuff so I wouldn't have to draw any money out of the business. Those are the types of things you have to do is say, you know, are there ways of getting something that may not be glamorous or may be glamorous um, or something you may or may not want to do, but can you do those things to supplement taking money out? And I guess I should, to, to, I guess kind of rephrase and clarify better, don't pay yourself if you don't necessarily have to because if you can invest the money in the business, invest the money and grow the business.
0: Okay, so tell us what invest in the business okay, means. Okay, absolutely. Again, talk right. to me like I'm Okay, okay. Like, I'm, hey, hey, down. little girl, we right. need to do this because yeah, that's how that's what right. I need because I'm right. taking mental notes and I'm gonna rewatch this replay.
2: So right. You. Okay. Absolutely. So one of the things again, looking at those processes, say you do need to automate your processes and you have people contacting you to order those fish plates through Facebook and through your inbox and all that. Mm-hmm. You could set up a software, and I say this because we're affiliate of them, JotForm, for instance, is a software. Okay, use that one. You could mm-hmm. set up JotForm. People can automate their ordering process with you selling fish place that way. There are things called CRM, so custom relationship Love management systems, right? Make my Absolutely. life so easy. Absolutely, and yeah, yes. business developments. You know all about them, yes, yeah. Yes. So putting those types of systems in place those are technologies. and those technologies. What I'm saying is that's investing in your business, getting technology in your business, or something that's going to help your business advance. It may be uh, investing in, in a coaching session. We have people all the time that are, you know, working nine to fives and they can afford one coaching session with me every three months. We do that one coaching session. It's been two or three years. Now they're to the point where their business is fully running and they're either completely out of it or they're, you know, getting coaching sessions or full-on consulting sessions. So I I just say investing in your business is getting the money, putting it back into your business and making it make more money, making it grow the business.
0: Okay, so at what point do we... Um, say, okay, I can finally give myself a piece of a salary, just a little taste. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, can't, I can't go crazy. <laughs> right, right. But I, I want a little taste of it. Like, when when does that time come?
2: And I think I would say that kind of depends to the individual as to how you want to grow it. Again, really just depending on the situation. Now, of course, the rule of thumb is you want to have like six months, you know, a year. And I've heard people even have two years worth of their salary saved up in the business, um, have that money set aside in the business to be able to pay themselves like literally saving up years and years of money. Um, but again, if you don't have to, if you're able to break even, you're able to you know, make money and, and make the business profitable, you know, without bleeding the business as it's called, where you're taking all the money out and you're spending on stuff that's not in the business, then, you know, go for it.
0: Okay, so tell us what business expenses would be considered.
2: And it just in, in general, what all mm-hmm. business expenses, absolutely. So, um, uh, uh, Internet um, will be a business expense. Any type of rent uh, that you're paying, if you're paying for an, an office space, um, your email domains, um, so www whatever your uh, domain is, email addresses, the different technologies and softwares, those are different ones as well. Um, so, uh, and then of course your 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 different operating and, and the cost of, of hiring consultants or uh, you know whoever you get in to help work with you in your business, all of those are different types of business expenses. Okay. And it goes away. The list can go on and on. And we can get into the cost of your actual product, which is, I just want to mention that one. So that's, if you're writing this down, please, I mean, if you're not writing this down and don't know it, please do. Your cost of goods sold. All right. So that's the cost it takes you to acquire or manufacture whatever it is you're selling so you're selling that fish plate at five dollars how much did it cost you to get all that stuff in the fish plate it didn't just pop out of anywhere right. those cost costs you have to account for a lot of people don't account for those costs and they think oh well my costs are just you know i'm paying rent to be at this location not really counting for the actual batter the actual fish the actual whatever's going in the plate um, and then they realize yeah. your business is not profitable because you're not accounting for all your costs so
0: Right, because you need to be able to know what those operation costs are. So, right. like does it take me three dollars to make the plate and I get a two dollar profit? Right, because you got to be able to see where that's coming. Absolutely, you got to be able to see where that's going. I talk to people about that all the time because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, girl, you can't. You look, mm 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 mm. That's why you you got to borrow twenty dollars after right. after you right. didn't work for eight hours. Right, to be able to you know get this, and it's like you, all mm-hmm. you do is make your money back.
2: Did yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, which would be extremely
0: frustrating. It can be. So for individuals, so what if the person, what if I am my business? So Mm -hmm. let's just say this radio show. Right, right. What if I am the business? How do you navigate in certain, in in this type of arena where it's not like an actual commodity or Mm -hmm. actual service? Mm -hmm. Technically, it's a form of entertainment, but it's not something where... I'm handing you something and you get something back. Right. right. How do you maintain or handle things like that? Just not even for me, but just for people that might be considering, I know a lot of social media influencers Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. they are their own, they are the business. They are the commodity. They are uh, what people come to see. How do you uh, monitor or, Uh, set up operations for
2: something like that. So that's a a great distinguishment there. And what you're mentioning is more so a solopreneur. So you have the solopreneurs, which are basically individuals um, who operate the businesses as themselves. And they may only have one other person, but basically when they stop or they go on vacation, the business stops. Then you have small businesses or or startups, kind of like ours, where it's like, you know, when we stop, it's other people working in the business. We're trying to grow our thing to, you know, multi-billion dollar empire, you know, whatever. So Mm -hmm. it depends on, first of all, you know, what do you want to do? A lot of people don't want big businesses is what we feel found. They're like, no, we don't want all that stuff that you all want with all these people in offices everywhere. But then some people do. So I think once you first of all make that distinguishment as to what you're going to do, then from there, you can really look at it and assess, okay, well, as a solopreneur, maybe I need to look at different partnerships. Who can I partner with for advertising type things? Something as simple as like having a water up here. There may be a, a, I don't know, some type of local store that has the same target customer that listens to this radio station. We need to put their logo right here on this water and sit this water right here in front of this camera every single time we have a show. So just coming up with different creative uh, and low-cost ways of marketing the business called guerrilla marketing, coming Mm -hmm. up with those types of things as a solopreneur are really things going to help your business grow as a a solopreneur.
0: Now, would you recommend being a solopreneur in this climate currently?
2: I would say, honestly, I would say it's a personal opinion uh, because when you look at it, the difference in a, in a solopreneur and an actual, you know, organizations that we, is the way you're building it, the way you're setting it up. Mm-hmm. So like with the jobs we're creating, I may fit into a role for a period of time just to build that actual job out. So like an analyst who helps us with different projects. Um, if we're working on, you know, helping a client improve their their business operations and I have somebody assisting me. So before I actually had that role in place, I'll act in that role get the job description taken care of, get my attorney to look at it, make sure we're approved. Okay, then you hire a person in that role, and then now they go into that role. So it's just kind of a, a matter of, again, planning to make enough income to be able to pay these individuals. You know, do you want to work in the business? Is it that you want that type of business long term? So it's really a personal decision because business, when you're building a, a company like these, you know, I can't just take vacation as freely as a solopreneur you know kind of wants to because it's more so i have you know we at one point we had 13 people that we were responsible for that's a lot of responsibility right right. so it's like like,
0: okay i know mm -hmm. i know i'm responsible for these but then you got other adults that have their own livelihoods and their own that's Mm -hmm. a lot of responsibility right right 13
2: people yeah it was was insane it was a mixture of of interns paid interns and and contractors and it was just but i mean we we did some great things last year was was actually a good year for us i mean we, we blew through the sales we thought we would last year so it it was good but um you know again as we move into this new year too another thing i encourage everybody to do i watch bloomberg a lot i hope you all do but that's business news talking about economics we're looking at what's happening in this year and then what's coming up afterwards. Mm -hmm. we understand the recession and if there's impacts of the recession so we have to make sure that we're nimble enough to be able to navigate through so we can make it through this year and then be alive when you know the business be alive in 2022.
0: When, it, when, so, they, when we anticipate an episode. Right, right. I have a financial mind because mm-hmm. for me, as much as, you know, and I love, you know, politics and social justice right. and things like that, but sometimes I will be honest that my mm-hmm. eyes weigh over. Right. When they start talking about the stock market, because yes. I'm not like into stocks like that. Right. and I'm not like investing in that way yet. I think mm-hmm. that I might grow to that place, but mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. So speak to me. Right. Forget everybody else. Okay, speak to Jessica okay, okay. About. Oh, what if you are not a financially savvy person mm-hmm. in that way?
2: That's when, so just like that list I told you about, that's one of the things you write down. I'm not a financially savvy person, so what you do, you find me. Perfect. And I come to you and I say, okay, here are the things going on. There's one thing I do where I take what's called an IBIS or IBIS World Report. And that's a world industry report uh, about, it's a current report um, mm-hmm. about your entire industry. And I break that thing down all the way to a T and tell you all the specifics within the business. So that will give you some type of foundation to kind of go with because we, we break it down and I tell you how to look at it and how it makes sense in your business. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna make it more digestible for you, if you are more interesting because you wanna see, hey, this is why this is relevant to me.
0: Okay, no, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Cause I'm, you know, again, we, we go back and forth. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in making money. However, right. <laughs> I'm not as interested in, because I know that it all ties, it all will tie together eventually. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Although I am not connected to, like, the economy at mm-hmm. large, currently, there are certain things that will matter to me later. So right. if I need angel investors, if I need uh, VCs to be or right. venture capitalists to be connected to me in some way because mm-hmm. I plan on expanding or turning this into a media or a multimedia company or corporation or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do have vision, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I'm forecasting vision. However, right. there are so many gaps. right. And you can't, And oh, so is this when it comes in true about like being all things to all people or being good at everything?
2: So I I guess I'll I'll pause there because you made a great point, which is another thing we always, you know, from the foundation, we say get a plan. You don't necessarily have to get a full 30-page business plan. If you do, that's great. And that's like, of course, like I said, I'm I'm into all that, that, you know. Right, stuff right. Oh, yes, it does. You see, I'm <laughs> there. But, but we've written so many business plans, but um, what we've done actually is cut the business plans down to like a six month business plan and call it a strategic business plan. Mm-hmm. Because what we found is that those big business plans typically are only for investors or banks, right? And again, you're not necessarily reading it every day. Um, so right. getting a small, getting some type of plan in place to say, hey, here's where I'm going, right? A football coach is not going to go into a game without a plan, a basketball coach, so on and so forth. So why would you go into business without a plan and think you're going to just just one day all of a sudden make millions of dollars.
0: Right, no, that makes total sense. This is a great place for us mm-hmm. to take a break. Uh, remember that you are listening to Jess Singing Things. I am Jess and we are on Hits 92.3 The Real Definition of Internet Radio. We will be right back with Terrence Height. <music>
3: Let's kick back, catch a vibe. Let me unwind your mind. Just pretend that tonight is the rest of our life. Momentary but cool. Feel the vibe between you. Let's make love, just us two. Uh, uh, yeah. like driving, oh so far. In my hands all on your curves. Without your gasoline, I die. Riding through this paradise. Oh, 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 oh. When you touch me, girl, I come alive. Yeah. Just say it's mine. I already know it's mine. I wanna feel your thighs. Yeah. Rock with me, rock with me, rock with me. Yeah, We're slow and steady, wanna visualize. All these moments, want them for the rest of my life. Moments add up to time, feel your climb. Oh, I had a luck driving no so far. Running my hands all on your curves. Don't you gasoline at that, riding through this paradise?
4: Chauffeur, I want your heart, but gotta find my soul first I, Ay, I know thing. all your hurt, I know all your pain I know <laughs> all your dirt hair Chanel shopping spree, Gucci, Louis V I got it off for more Salmon overseas, banging in the streets You seen it all before, seen it all before Gotta enhance the mood yeah. Switching the lanes, we my Laying in bed with you That's when I became a guy We was up banging knives Talking about Africa trips The mist got it past that we have to forget We hop in the whip and now we just
3: Cadillac driving no chauffeur Running my hands all on your curves Thumbs your gasoline at that Riding through his paradise
0: Welcome back. I'm Justin. This is Justin and things that we have Terrence Height, EMBA in the house. Hello, 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 sir. How are you feeling so far? It's Great. been an intense first half hour. It uh, you know, we've been, you know, chopping at the bit, going crazy, you know, uh, giving all this business information about operations, growth. Uh, and forecasting and strategic planning and business planning and all that good stuff. So how you feeling so far?
2: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. These are some great questions. So, so like, keep Fantastic. throwing them. Fantastic. Fantastic.
0: Yes. We try to keep people on our toes here. Uh, that's just what we do. Right. Uh, now, we talked initially about improving your business operations to increase your sales. So I wanted because I think we thought we were heavier on the operation side. Mm-hmm. How do we get into the increasing of sales? Because you talked about automation, which just kind of helps eliminate some of the uh, automation through uh, a job form or mm-hmm. a Google form shoot sometimes you can do that or right. you can do it use a CRM of some kind which I love mm-hmm. CRMs because anything with my project management that is how I stay sane right, right utilizing you know Google Suites and Google you know all those good things so what about increasing sales like how do we get to that point where I, I sell t-shirts mm-hmm. um, I'm an, I'm a, a, a solo entrepreneur, solopreneur as you, you call it mm-hmm. um, and I, I wanna increase those T shirts to a million T shirts sold for twenty twenty one. How do we get that? I know that we begin with the end of mind, so we have an actual goal right. that we want that we anticipate reaching, but what is the- what is, do we reverse engineer? Do we start from the very beginning? Tell me.
2: It, it, so it's partially starting with the end in mind, knowing where you're going. That's where that plan comes in. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, you know, we want, our goal is to make 50,000 this year, 100,000, so on and so forth. But the other part, and if you have a pen and paper, out entrepreneurs write this down. Um, and this is one of the things my mentor, one of my mentors taught me. Uh, there's three different types of revenue, if you will, right? The first type of revenue is referenceable revenue. So that's where you just want people to refer you and say, Hey, we work with this person, they're good. Okay. You're not necessarily worried about making a profit. You just want to sell something. And that's what we tell people all the time when they're saying, Hey, we want to invest in your marketing team, and they wanna bring in my partner Bridget to help them with marketing. And I'm like, You don't you haven't even sold anything. Or we wanna get this big elaborate website. So the first thing you want to do again is focus on in the early stages is getting people to refer people to you. The next stage is called profitable revenue right and that's where you're actually looking at your products and saying okay what are the costs of these fish pages is it three dollars how do i get that cost down to one dollar to increase the profit on the actual products that i'm selling okay now the third type of revenue is called scalable revenue. And when you're talking about scaling, you're talking about growing your business. So this is again, a couple years into the business, year and a half, you know, two, three years into the business. And that's when you're looking at how do we scale and how do we expand that thing and really increase those sales that way. And that's when you get into those different types of strategies with bringing on business development people. maybe, mm-hmm. Because at that point, again, you have to know what is your product, what problem does your product solve specifically for who, and then how do you sell that over and over again the exact same way to the exact same type of person
0: now that's okay i love that you said that Mm -hmm. because i was gonna bring that up because i feel like the key to being able to, I feel like one of the keys to operations and business development, mm-hmm. and if you, especially if you're presenting mm-hmm. or you identify an issue or a problem, is to say, mm-hmm. I'm kind of answering, I am answering the question before you can ask it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I didn't even know I was missing that, but now yes. I know, and so I need that now. Right. And then you package that and sell it, right? Right, right. Um, and I feel like that's been a winning formula for myself, mm-hmm. and it's also a winning formula just in general. So I look at mm-hmm. people like, uh, there's this one guy named Darius Williams. He's Darius Cooks. He like... Mm-hmm. Um, Started out in corporate America, it was mm-hmm. like uh, doing like a team building and things like that. I believe in like banking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he transitioned. Now he like created a cookbook then restaurants yes yes yes, greens and gravy Mm -hmm, and he had one in chicago and he had a crab place Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and so i watched him like in real time Mm -hmm. building these things but what he said is that what some of his business mentorship was that he answered a question Mm -hmm. that hadn't been asked yet but it was definitely a Mm -hmm. need it was a hole right where his business wasn't right right. so is so for solopreneurs potential big business people Mm -hmm. How do we come up with that? Because what if, what if yeah. you have something that people already have? Mm-hmm. What makes yours unique or different to be able to, to, to make it sellable to other people? Right.
2: First, first and foremost, and this is where my, my business, my healthcare company never got off the ground because of this, know your market. That means know your customer. Know specifically who you are selling to. People say that the doing the customer persona and putting, you know, this is the age of the person I'm targeting or the target customer, and this is demographic and, you know, race, all of different things. They say that this is a waste of time, but the reality is you can't sell to everybody. So, again, you have to fit a specific need for a specific type of individual. I know with the Height Effect, I'm working, I'm finding individuals who are um, mid um uh, mid-level careerists um, to, to, to upper executives in businesses working nine to fives, they have some type of side business that they're trying to turn into some full-time or um, business. Mm-hmm. So that's and those are just some of the details I can give away. So I'm saying that to say you should know at a very, very detailed level specifically who you are selling to. And then I think once you're able to answer who you're selling to, then you can say what it is that you're selling to them. And the way you find that out is by asking that specific group of people, the customers will tell you what they want. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we get out there and we start selling stuff and we wanna to sell to the type A person, but it ends up being the type B that's buying from us. Well, I suggest you fall into the people that are buying from you because that's the market telling you who wants what you have.
0: But what if I'm stubborn? What if mm-hmm. I'm like, no, like I wanna to sell to, to you know Caucasian 30 mm-hmm. year olds, that live in Malibu,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but all my, all my, all my, uh, all my clients is, you know, black 38-year-olds uh, 30, with, uh, you know, afros. Right. You know. <laughs> right. It, so it's a few
2: things. If you have the money to invest in the in marketing and all those different things, um, you know, to, to, to put your products in front of that group, okay, great. There may be some type of rebranding that needs to be done. You're stubborn. You really want to go after that market? Okay, let's look at why that message is not resonating with that market. You may need to scrap the whole company and start over. The name may be wrong. The colors may be wrong. The location, mm-hmm. all those things. Um, And then the third thing is just that, hey, you may get lucky. Uh, I don't know how often that happens you know people are lucky when just saying hey i'm not going to focus on the, the market aspect um and, and then i think because i think sometimes you know people you fall into it without knowing it so then it's kind of like hey i never really did market research well you kind of were already on it you were just ahead of the game and just really good at what you did to be able to get there mm-hmm. but then the third part is just, i mean it, it, it won't work there, oftentimes you know businesses you can see examples of businesses all the time who, who start off and then they've never really clarified who they're selling to and don't really mm-hmm. understand that market in the business it, it failed.
0: Because uh, I was going to ask how crippling is that, but if you're mm-hmm. saying that the businesses have failed, then that's—I
2: mean, I guess right. that's all I need to know. Because yeah, you know, it's all a numbers game. So I mean, you, if everybody wants to get investors, investors, when you go to those investors, you're going to have to say there are 100,000 people in this specific zip code that are going to pay me X amount of money, and it's going to make this much, and I can pay you back that much. Mm-hmm. you can't answer those questions, the investor's going to say, okay, I'm not even, not even listening. So that's the type of the thinking. and it's, it's all in the, that, that mindset. That's what we've been preaching this year, changing to the CEO mindset, a business owner mindset. You have to leave that employee mindset alone. Now,
0: that's hard. So let's jump yes. into that for a second. Absolutely. Because, I mean, Nine times out of ten, a lot of us start mm-hmm. off as employees. You, yes. you go in, you keep your head down, mm-hmm. you do what the people say. Mm-hmm. You're not paid to be a visionary. You're not. Right. You're paid to follow the rules and execute someone else's vision. Mm-hmm. So when you turn into an entrepreneur, a mm-hmm. solopreneur, or LLC, or whatever the things that you you know call yourself, right? How do you adopt a CEO mindset? Like, what's one of the first two to three steps that we need to adopt mm-hmm. a CEO mindset?
2: That's a hard one. It's one of those things like, hey, just jump out there and forget everything you learned in in corporate. (laughs) No, 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 Not forget everything. But (laughs) you really have to think think about it from the perspective of, okay, now I'm responsible for an organization that is serving or fulfilling a specific need for a specific client. I'm also responsible for all the individuals I need to fulfill that need. I'm Mm -hmm. responsible for the growth of this organization. Um, One of the things, too, is don't get so caught up in, in the corporate mindset and don't get so caught up in degrees and i'm saying this as a person with two degrees and teaches in college MBA, MBA, y'all. I'm, MBA. I'm telling you
0: i'm saying that for the people right, in the cheek he got an emba
2: right. and, and i tell everybody too with that is that it's a personal preference if you don't want to go to college don't go you know it's a ton of entrepreneurs make a ton of money doing very successful yeah, without yeah. bachelor's degrees so i just because i just like school you know but mm-hmm. and wanted to learn more about business but what i'm saying is I found, and, and I've seen this with other individuals, too, who, um, you know, go and get these degrees, especially advanced degrees. We're so trained as an EMBA. I'm trained how to run a multi-million dollar corporation as an executive. That's what I learned for, for two years. So I'm thinking as a person with millions of dollars in the bank because that's all I've been looking at for two years is these million-dollar spreadsheets. Well, you can jump into the world of entrepreneurship. <laughs> I have $2,000 to work with.
3: Ooh, it, it changed the game right. And it's like,
2: wait, do we really need an office? Do I really need an office phone? You know, and those are the things that people, every time people start a business, I quit my job at corporate, and I just got an office here, and we got this, and we got that, and we got all these things. And it goes back to what I was saying first. Did you sell anything? So you haven't sold anything. You don't really know if your product's going to work or if there's a market for it. So it's just about, you know, really abandoning the, 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 the mindset of an employee, if you will, if, if you can, I guess picture that but really being around like-minded people listen to entrepreneur podcasts um, um get in different networking groups this is atlanta this is the mecca of, of entrepreneurship i'm trying
0: here. to tell you i don't care what anybody I'm trying says. To tell you I, I this is the people mecca. are like you have been in atlanta for three because i've been in atlanta three mm-hmm. years just celebrated my georgia verse on january yes, 5th, yes. three years in but and i met you my first mm-hmm. year here like first my few man. months mm-hmm. first like very few months mm-hmm. um and everybody's like well Well, how'd you meet that person? I was like, I just said hello. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, it wasn't rocket science. It wasn't me going out, you know, hitting the club, strip clubs and buying people drinks or none of it. It was none of those things. It was literally Mm -hmm. walking up to people and saying hello. That's it. And then a lot of my long lasting friendships Mm -hmm. even have been forged through social media.
1: Right.
0: Uh, It has not been, social media has not been one of these drama filled things that it is for other people. It Mm -hmm. has been business connections. It has been viable healthy, sustained relationships with people that I consider family now in some, in some you know, subsets right. because I was there for a specific reason. Like my intention mm-hmm. was not chaos. My intention was not all these other things. And I was like, I feel like you keep yourself open. Mm-hmm. But also I have a hustler's mentality and right. not in the way of, you know, I ain't out there slinging you know.
2: Right, right.
0: Things, right. uh, but I am out there. I'm like I'm consistently open. Mm-hmm. I don't really meet strangers in that way. Right, right. And my friends, they always laugh at me. They was like you just can talk to any. I was like mm-hmm. I can't talk to anybody because my heart and mind is that that might be an opportunity for a new friendship, mm-hmm. a new business relationship. You never mm-hmm. know what's behind it, or I might be able to get to do something for somebody else. Right. And a lot of times, we're in, we shouldn't always be like looking for opportunities. We should just mm-hmm. be looking for opportunities mm-hmm. just
2: right. to get to know something right and creating them mm-hmm. and creating opportunities um it's a hat and it's not my brand I think it's I Two chains. Somebody, you know, creating every opportunity. CEO, and that's what you're looking at It's like, yeah. how do I again? Like you said, go up, and meet somebody. I mean, I have people LinkedIn. That's another thing I mentioned. A lot of people don't want to get on LinkedIn, but you have to understand LinkedIn is the business social media. So if you yes. haven't got a LinkedIn profile, you need to get a LinkedIn. Get yeah, together.
0: Get on LinkedIn, yes. guys. Don't, don't be crazy. There's so
2: many business individuals out there. They're accelerated. There are people out there, and that's the thing too. Being a minority business right now is golden because there's so much money flowing out there to minority businesses. Minority women on business. There's so much money, and we're talking grant
0: to find that money because i'm a yeah. grant writer also so yeah. yes mm-hmm. so we're trying to find that money right. so i'm going right. to talk to you yes but uh yeah and and we mm-hmm. know that the money because mm-hmm. it's very in to be a black woman right now it is absolutely and to be is. a business owner you're like oh we mm-hmm. love black women yeah. we, we want to hire some black women mm-hmm. we want to put you in high places right right uh, and so i mean you know right. now is the time if you were in- anticipating or thinking about or contemplating mm-hmm. jumping into that field this will be the time mm-hmm. so what else were you going to say i'm sorry
2: mm-hmm. um, oh that was just um Look, I forgot, (laughs) But I think that was just the main point, though, you know, this this is just the mecca of entrepreneurship. Oh,
0: yeah, Um, speaking about Atlanta. And -hmm. and again, but then if if your heart and mind is geared towards those specific goals being here, Mm -hmm. this is a golden opportunity. Absolutely. It has been, I have been a witness to that. Mm -hmm. I have have, uh, received benefits from that. And then it even opened up additional connections from uh, California because they're like, Mm -hmm. hey, I see you moving and shaking in Atlanta. How can I? Be a part of what you're doing, and right. I'm like, you don't even know what I'm doing. I'm right. yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, I, ain't right. gonna, I'm like, I ain't certain you don't know everything that I do. Right, right. that I'm out, you know, doing nefarious things, guys. Come on, mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, it's it's a lot of things that I do just behind the scenes, and some mm-hmm. people don't realize how much I, I actually am a part of. And so I'll just say project management and business development, but mm-hmm. it's like I have my hand in many many pots. Right, um, right, but. It's because my heart, mind—I was, I made, I was intentional about mm-hmm. when I showed up here, mm-hmm. that uh, I was going to move and shake. And there are very few. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because you're from Georgia, right? There right. are very few people from Georgia that mm-hmm. have that same mindset, right? Right. Like you see, rappers and people who live in hip hop, and mm-hmm. you know, a few business people, mm-hmm. and they're like, they oh, all we hustlers and this and that. But that's a very small percentage based mm-hmm. on. So that's how come networks can be so small. And so you'll know one person. We even have some. Interesting and uh, well-known people that work in this building—that mm-hmm. uh, people would be surprised are connected.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: that's how small Atlanta is. Right, it, it, is. it looks vast it, and it's it like Hollywood on television mm-hmm. and everything right. else. But it right. is also very small. The degrees of separation Absolutely. have shocked me. Absolutely.
1: At times,
2: uh, I mean, you go to some of these events and then you see—I mean, everybody that you've seen in Forbes, all you know, millennial entrepreneur for all in the same room. Uh, and these are people you can reach out to are very, very humble people. Um, mm-hmm. the, the even the normally the Generation X and the Baby boomer successful entrepreneurs. are all just all throughout. Atlanta everywhere, so you know I, I absolutely like agree. at the grocery store. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I, I agree with you. And, and when we came here in 2013, it was an intentional move to come here. I mean, I, at the time I was working for a, a music startup here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That was my first exposure into entrepreneurship and really, really seeing it after trying to start a record label, I had no idea what I was doing. And through that experience, though. That made me fall so in love with Atlanta, and, and that allowed me to see wow the number of entrepreneurs here and their relationships since then now going you know, on eight years that I built back then that have now you know blossomed into to amazing opportunities.
0: And that's what it's about, Terrence. It's about first of all, I think your mindset was open, and you were like, mm-hmm. okay, I fell in love with Atlanta because. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it was the same thing for me. I had always mm-hmm. wanted to live here. I had it was it was a little pipe dream about why I wanted to live here it was, it was mm-hmm. because of a movie that was something about Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go, and it wasn't ATL. Uh, <laughs> and I was like I would like to live there and it was not and I saw mm-hmm. it as again a land the land of opportunity right. and so when I came here I uh, immediately my heart and mind was geared towards looking for opportunities mm-hmm. looking for spaces looking for people for my people mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that would connect with things that I'm connected to people that would immediately welcome me in because hey mm-hmm. you're like me in certain right, ways or, right. we're tenacious in this way we're mm-hmm. gregarious in these ways and I think that's a, a, a mm-hmm. awesome place for us to take a Two song break. We'll be back at the nine o'clock hour. We're jumping into some of my favorites. This is a, a, re, a remix by Michelle and cello Don't disturb this groove. And then we have Chloe and Halley with Ungladly Hour. Enjoy. We will be back.